Hello and welcome back to Life of a Polyglot, the podcast for language learners. So this is the second episode for March. Today I'm going to cover a job profile relating to languages, which is part of that general conversation almost feature that I started in the last few episodes. That's what I'm going to be covering for that. My language diary, which is going to again be three more transcripts relating to the theme of food. And I'm also going to cover my app review, which is for Quizlet. So, without further ado, let's get into... I'm going to do a little bit of a shake-up the format and start with my app review for Quizlet. So, my app review for March is for Quizlet, an app used for flashcards, space repetition and interleaving, which are all scientifically proven to enhance the rate at which students learn content. So, Quizlet is especially useful for exams where a vocabulary list is given, uh, and therefore the use of specific words is necessary, such as a GCSE or A level. Not so good, however, still useful. Skills-based exams, such as the CEFA, or HSK exams, which test your ability to use spoken production, speaking, spontaneous speaking, reading comprehension, writing and translation skills. Um, a little side note, the difference between spoken production and spontaneous speaking is that spon- not spontaneous, spoken production uh, assesses how well you can read and then speak for a presentation or other prepared speaking activity, uh, whereas spontaneous speaking is exactly that, it's spontaneous. It's how well you can interpret commands and questions in your mother and target language, and then formulate a coherent and grammatically correct answer in the designed, designed, desired format in your target language without writing anything down and with little help or prompt in the phrasing of your answer. So, anyway, from that little side note, Quizlet. This application is free, and once downloaded on a mobile, you can access your account and flashcards on any device with a connection to the internet with a free account. Uh, Similarly to Duolingo, there's an option to pay a premium, which offers, again similarly to Duolingo, one main perk. So the decision to invest in a premium subscription depends really entirely upon your circumstances. The premium subscription allows you to access your flashcards without a connection to the internet essentially means you can revise on a flight, on a boat, or anywhere out of area uh, where you wouldn't normally have a signal. If you rarely leave a city or a town without a, a Wi-Fi connection, then there really is quite obviously little need for such expense. Uh, the base and premium apps allow you to create sets of flashcards up to any number of terms, and you can choose languages for the term and definition that any accents will be added without the need for a foreign keyboard on desktop or to flick through your downloaded keyboards on mobile to find exactly the right kind of accented letter which can come in very useful if you're um, typing in a language which uses a lot of accentation accentation, inflection and accents in a lot of the words These sets can be assigned to specific classes and folders and shared with the community them to use and or edit which is another option you can toggle on or off 
just in case you want to, I guess, help with developing your own knowledge and that you might say, oh, I want to learn German prepositions and you've got a list of 10, 15, but there might be German native speakers out there who can help you improve your knowledge use words which are more commonly used in uh, everyday, the everyday vocabulary of a uh, German speaker. There are several different modes uh, once you've created your set of flashcards in which they can be used and these include on mobile, match, learn, flashcards, write or test and in test you can choose the kind of questions that you want whether that be answering with the term, the definition, multiple choice etc. Uh, but, desk, but on desktop and expand to include gravity and gap fill, once again incentivizing you uh, as the user to use a wide range of engaging techniques on both platforms, and not only for the convenience but the individual perks too. As well as being able to create and share your own sets, you can use and with a premium account download other people's sets if they choose to share them and as a result quickly expand your vocabulary almost exponentially. That's the majority of the things that Quizlet does have or is able to do, and for negatives, well, mainly that it doesn't do more, but at the same time, that's, that's hardly a negative, as it's not designed as a replacement for tuition, only a tool, a, a tool, a tool, to use alongside the tuition or a range of other apps available for language um, learning or learning things in general, such as Coursera or Udemy, but also languages from uh, Zoo to HelloTalk and Duolingo to Rosetta Stone. Anything it does is not done badly, and the user interface is an absolute dream, in my opinion. Um, but a leaderboard feature wouldn't be the end of the world, as further motivation to study, and therefore the ability to make professional connections to aid your learning journey, further compete and drive you wouldn't be a bad idea. But why choose it over other flashcard apps, you know, for just making flashcards? With the digital nature of any flashcard app, you'll never lose your flashcards again an increasingly technologically connected and technologically integrated world, having flashcards on the go is just more convenient. Studies have shown that the kinesthetic movement of writing things down makes you more likely to retain them, which is useful for exams, especially when under pressure, although the physical act of writing things is considerably more time-consuming. It really depends on what you value. Time, or, or time, because you can learn things faster, writing them down, but it also takes more time. Yeah, so the speed with which you can load a computer and use someone else's flashcards mean, means that you can start your revision minutes, tens of minutes, almost half an hour if you've got a particularly slow computer like I have. Um, before you could find all of your flashcards, be sure that you have them all, which eliminates the random element um, which is provided by a digital program, uh, which provides a real consolidation of your knowledge. Uh, the use of interleaving and spaced repetition algorithms are fairly common in flashcard apps these days. But the thing that sets Quizlet apart is the ability to use and download other sets with relative ease and at a low cost, which is an invaluable tool really when you just can't be bothered to create a 100-200 term flashcard set that you've been meaning to do your first module uh, since the start of the last term, especially I've found that in the past studying for GCSEs and etc. So, in summary, it's good for vocab-based exams, not so good for skills-based exams such as um, HSK or CEFA, Common European Framework uh, exams. 
It's good for use alongside another form of tuition if learning for leisure. Premium subscription is not worth your money unless you're, and I am being heavily stereotyped here, a get set anti something New Yorker always hopping on a plane somewhere who has to study for their language degree in their spare time. Um, yes, well, you can definitely tell that um, I've not exactly got the highest opinion there, but again, it's stereotyped and it's um yes we, we 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 love we love everyone regardless of who they are so that is my app review for quizlet i hope you found this app review feature useful so far i've done Duolingo and quizlet and the other apps i mentioned there like hello talk and buzu and rosetta stone are apps that i've got lined up for review in the coming months if there's a specific app that you'd like me to review as a voice message you can there's an option to send voice messages uh, not only for if you're got any transcripts or questions that you're answering that i've answered in my language diary but also to recommend anything that you do or do not like in the podcast because i want to make it so that people want to listen to it i guess it's 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 helpful for me but it's it would be better if it was helpful for you guys as well so a little side note i guess i have there um sending those voice messages next i'll move on to my transcripts okay so now i've done both my um review for quizlet and my translations for my language diary it's time to move on to the final segment of this episode which is a job profile for a language teacher namely a secondary school teacher this was on the prospects website which i highly recommend you check out if you haven't and so already when you're searching for jobs just in general they're a very helpful website profile would over 400 jobs do you know what to expect i will be doing a second version of this at some point in the future as english as a foreign language teacher another job you can have in teaching relating to languages especially if you are using your target language more often than you are your english English as a foreign language can be a way to maintain the level of both of those languages or if you're learning six or seven languages or reaching fluency in those just to maintain them and maintain your English if English is your first language um, that can be a really useful really useful thing so anyway into the secondary school teacher so um didn't really know how to approach this feature but i've just done what i did before with the translating and interpreting i'm just going to give a general overview really um i think it's kind of taken for granted that you would teach the national curriculum and that someone who is passionate about languages and for anyone who is out there passionate about languages i think you want to use your languages or especially for me uh, for what I want to use them for and as a supplement for whatever job I want to progress into as opposed to teaching what's dictated to me. I want, I would like to teach my friends, I would like to teach other people about it, but teach in a way that I think is um, 
going to be most beneficial and teach what's actually relevant. Uh, there's, there's always going to be complaints from students that when are we ever going to use this? Everyone always speaks English. Um, I think as uh, in terms of teachers unions and things, I think that's the way to communicate that. But personally for me, the fact that you've got to teach what's dictated to you is just makes it quite a restrictive profession for me. Um, you have to keep up with developments in the subject area, new new resources, methods and national objectives, especially relating to the teachers' union. In the UK, as a secondary school teacher teaching languages, you could expect to earn anywhere between 22000 to 40000 depending on your location um, and obviously depending on which level you're uh, teaching as obviously you're progressing through the roles. Managerial roles and mentoring roles often um, give you a significant salary boost from wherever you were. I should note 40,000, 40,500 40, is specifically for London. Um, it was noted in that review that they did. As a 13-week holiday, is obviously filled with marking, planning and preparing lessons. Working hours are just nine to five, I guess. Um, in terms of the school day, you might you might might be eight to four, but it's it's just it's still the same hours. But obviously, being in school early, teachers are always in school, um, and uh, if they're not, they're probably working outside of school. Um, sometimes it can be as long as a twelve, almost twelve hours you could spend in school. Um, doing you having that kind of marking, planning, and preparing lessons, just so that you're not spending your 13 weeks that you get a year, um, which is comparably more to other professions, but because it's taken up by other things, I guess. Um, in terms of teaching in the UK, you need a, a degree and C at GCSE in English and Math. And you'll also need to have a GBS or Disclosure and Barring Service check. Um, in terms of undergraduate, you have a Bachelor of Education, a BA or BC uh, with a QTS in England, Qualified Teacher Status uh, Accredited or a TQ Teaching Qualification Accreditation in Scotland. Um, in terms of postgraduate, um, you'll be looking for a postgraduate diploma in education, which I said in a previous video was a PGCE, not it's PGDE. Um, but that would be where you're going if you've already got your language degree in terms of moving from a language degree into teaching. Um, you want to well i've got i've got a list of some websites and other organizations which might help with your transition into language teaching i'll just guess i'll list them um, but they have each first discover teaching get into teaching edu staff teach uh, engage education and trade wind recu recruitment and the trade room recruitment is specifically geared towards teaching so they offer quite a specialist knowledge of the best teaching jobs out there i guess the only other thing to say is um 
You need to be caring, you need to be sympathetic, you need to have good listening and communication skills. Um, and I guess creativity um, would be one of the biggest things I probably would say students want, not only to be a nice person, but creativity when the curriculum can be sometimes a bit restrictive um, to find new and inventive ways to support students and teach them the content to help them pass their exams. So that is my general conversation or just I think it's turning into more of a job profile feature what you can do with languages for a language teacher specifically secondary school.